0: We are learning to pay Aleph. So the Mishnah says, "Etzim." Someone carrying out a bone. What's the size? be on chavas? enough to make into a small spoon. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi says, "What's the size of bone? to make uh, a lock." So, so they would use a lock. They would have these like little um, teeth that would stick out of it uh, in order to close it in place. So that's the size of carrying out the bones. Someone carrying out glass. bow bo rasha kacher enough to to move ahead. To use it basically in the weaving loom, the, sometimes we have the threads going across and on top, and sometimes they would get stuck, and you had to um, pick between them in order to, to align them. So they would use a piece of glass to do such a thing. So that's the size. Swarrow Evan for a pebble, a stone, could they lizard both enough to throw out a bird to scare it away? Uh, so the, 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 the size of big enough one that would scare it, Lasberg, Aquifer, make the Bahama, enough to throw it in an animal Heals that you don't even actually says you don't, it's not a concern about birds. You just scream and they go away. So, but, but, but for an animal, sometimes you have to throw like a pebble in its direction. So then it has to be big enough for that. So first thing I analyze is we're talking about the bone. So so whose shear is bigger, right? We said the Tanakama, the bone, is enough to make this spoon. Rabiudah was saying the bone is that enough that you make a lock out of it. So the Gemara thinks originally, the members shear, the Shire Nafish. They would seem like Rabiudah's shear is bigger. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? A kamlan shear is Nafish. This is based on what we learned in the past, that usually the Rabbanan are more lenient than Rabiudah. So, so how come here, it sounds like it's going the opposite? So the Gemara answers, Amar Ula, chape posachas. When we we're saying about, about this uh, the lock, we only are talking about the teeth. We're only talking about the, the part that closes into it. So, so, the inner part that, 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 that closes, we're not talking about the whole thing, just that part. So, that's much sm- a smaller shear actually than the Rabbanan who are saying the spoon, and therefore it actually works. It's consistent with their Yudha stringent view that these teeth of the lock are tar. And, uh, we're talking about before they've been in the lock and they're tar because they have no, they have no usage the way they are. Just the teeth themselves, they have no shimush. But, as soon as you put it into the lock, to mehem, now they are tummy, because now they become part of the kli. Once they become, uh, part of the kli, uh, then, then, then they're tummy. Now, Rashi's opinion is that even though it's made of bone, Rashi says that, um, that that it can it can give off tuma just like um it j- can have tumma just like metal, But if the, uh, it's it's something that's like a gate which is attached to the ground. Even if you attach them to the door, you have mamish nails in them. they are tahar. What's the reason? call them Anything attached to the ground is like the ground. That's the big rule. That something attached to the ground cannot be makabel So even though the gate is not itself the ground, but it's, just, it's, it's attached to the ground, it's treated like the ground, and therefore it cannot get Chuch is continuing with. You have to be able to cut the two threads uh, at, at one time. They would sometimes cut extra pieces of the thread using the glass, so the, it has to be glass that's big enough, it's large enough to cut two of them with one uh, single cut. The Mishnah said with the stone, has to be bird said big at the animals. It has to be something that the animal is gonna feel it when it when it would be thrown at it. So we're trying to say that, that, that there will be like a real reaction for the animal when you throw it. Kamashiro, how big is this? How heavy is the stone? Tanya reblazer, Pinyakovara, Mishkal says It's the weight of 10 Zuz says the Gemara Zunin, all the bay Zunin once came to the base match. He said to the Chacham and the Rabbi If the, the stones that are used for, for wiping himself in the bathroom. So, again, they obviously, they didn't have toilet paper back then, so they just used to use stones. So, what is the sheer? So, what is the Gemara talking about? So, it's possible the Gemara is talking about how much is significant if you carry it on Shabbos. What's the significant amount of stones that you would say, okay, this is the amount for wiping in the bathroom if you carry your Chai? But the Gemara is also really jumping into a new discussion uh, about. The laws of Muxa Generally, stones are Muxa but the Rechakamim were lenient. They made a special leniency uh, for covered brios, and they allowed people to to move stones to wipe themselves on chavez. So how, mon- how, m- how many stones? Like, what's the sheer for how much you can be lenient for wiping oneself on chavez? So, they said to him, que zayis, que there are three stones. The first one is, is like the size of a zayis, an olive. The second one is a nun. The second one, and the third one is an egg, right? The idea is that uh you know the, the 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 second and third wipe need to get deeper than just the first one which where where most of the excrement is on the outside so the first one is smaller the next one bigger and the third one uh, and third, one the biggest. So Amaloui said to them, "Tortuniak, is what a guy is supposed to bring in, a, like a, a scale with him to know exactly the weight of the stone." So, so therefore, they said, "You know what? You're right. It makes sense. Just to say, whatever, a handful of stones. We're not medacting exactly what it is and exactly how big they are. As long as a handful of stones, that's what that's what we allow him to carry." So the is "Tanya, really, it's because Khabeza. Again, we're talking about this special permit that the Chum give to move around stones to the bathroom on Shabbos. So. According to Reb Yossi, it has to be three stones: one the olive, one the nut, and one the egg. The leniency view is just a handful of stones. You're not not going to be daft here, which one is which. You should take a handful. Tanravonam we lend to the brisa. Shalosh shavonam because all are basic keys here. Allowed to take three sharper stones into the bathroom on Shabbos. The sharper ones is like the ones that are better for for wiping. And again, we're not mater to do hotza. We're only mater because of muxa. We can't be mater or raisa because of kaddish. We're not mater any muxa situation um bicamachura what is the shear? America goes where mayor says the size. have norbury dominca beta he says the size of the egg so here it sounds like all these time hold that this, the three stones are the same size they're just and they're, they're disagreeing with what we learned earlier now the Gemara learns. We just had a machlokas Rami and, and, and Rabbi Yehuda, whether it's a nut or an egg. So I'm a Rav from papa Pappa The machlokas kind of trust a machlokas here between Rabbi Mayer and Rabbi Huda about the size of the rocks, whether it's a nut or an egg. So too, kach machlokas They have a very similar machlokus by esro. What's the minimum size of an esro? So. Remeir says it has to be the size of an, at least the size of a number, The it it has to be the size of an egg. So the same machlokas here happens to be, it's coincidental, there's no, you know, obviously no inner connection between the two, between the two sughas. But the same way there's machlokas here, they're not an egg, so do there's machlokas there. So the Gemara asks, asitzen, ocha, ocha, ocha There it's a mishnah, it's a mishnah and sukkah that makes that point. Here it's like a b'risa, which we discovered. So, it doesn't make sense to say the same way they argue by the bryasa they argue by the mishnah. Everybody knows the mishnah. The novelty is the bryasa. So why are you saying the same way they say by sukkah they say here? So the Gemara says, you're right. We should switch it around. Ella, rather, kamachlokas ba'eser, exatras, kamachlokas ba'eser, kamachlokas Khan. so too the maklokas is here. We start with eser. There the maklokas is, Ramir says the nod and review this says the size of an egg. So two is the maklokas here in terms of the size of the stones for wiping on chalk. Below it's a pious. A person's not allowed to, to move around the pious for wiping. My pious, what's the pious it's from but it's the pebbles from bubble, and the, the dirt from bubble. So the idea is that the, the unique, the, the dirt was so wet that it had these like pebbles and like clumps of pebbles, and you're not allowed to use them for wiping yourself because they're not good. They crumble, and therefore, they're just ordinary mukh. So there's no hat there because they're actually not that suitable for wiping oneself. Continues the Gemara. Also, the mash from from Sarbashav. A person can't move around the. The, the, a pebble around around the opening on chavez And this is Kedashim, Roshim, the same way he would do this during the week. So this is uh, during the week if a person was more constipated and, and he wanted to make sure to open up the bowels so he would rub around the stone in the back area and then it would um, help him help, help him go to the bathroom. So we're saying a person is not allowed to do that on Chavez the same way he would do it during the week. Now it's not clear exactly what the issue is but the Rishonim say that we're, we're concerned that there might be hairs that grow there in the back and a uh, person, when he's rubbing the stone there, might inadvertently come to, do, to cut off the hairs. Cutting off one's hairs on Shabbos' is. It's a, it's, it's, it's a form of shearing. You're not allowed to do that. Same way you can't pluck wool off of uh, sheep on Shabbos, you can't cut hair. So, so we're saying that you can't you know, m- maneuver around this, uh, this stone in the back there on Shabbos because it might come to cut hairs. So the Mars says mouth is Richard of the stocking. What should you do? You should just, you know, like put yourself in risk. Like it's it's, it's very dangerous for your health. A person comes, but you have to go to the bathroom, and this is an effective thing. You should be allowed to do it. So therefore, the Mars says Yad Rava didn't mean you're not allowed to do it at all. He meant to say that you have to do a shinoi. You use the back of the hand. That's the point. You don't do it regularly, you do it with a weird way, you hold it with the different fingers, Rashi says, and that's enough. Since now it only means the rabbit is you're doing it with a shinoi. It's the rabban weren't goes there because of the fact that it's dangerous if you don't, if you're not going to be able to go to the bathroom. Okay, now we go back to the stones again. This has to, have to move around the stones. to the bathroom on Chavis. If there's like a set place where somebody goes to the bathroom below then you can bring in a whole handful. Because even if you're not going to use them all, so you use them the next time. It's not like you're, you're, you're wasting, you're moving all these things for no reason. It's a permanent bathroom. So if you don't go moving now, you'll you use it. The next time you go to the bathroom on Chavis, blah. But if it's not set to be a bathroom, it's just a random place, then kakra, you're only allowed to be, So kahakra literally means like the middle size, like the compromise. What we mean is you can only bring the, the, the nut size, the compromise. Of views, we don't allow you to bring so many. Ktana Let's say a person has a stone which specifically is set aside. It's used for like uh the mortar that they would use for spices. So Rashi explains that that stone is totally mukzah. It's unclear exactly why it's mukzah. Some of the him explain that it's mukzah like it's designated for for a specific use of so you know grinding the spices. You don't use it for something else. So therefore it starts off as being like totally moksa, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily be allowed to use it. It would only be allowed to use maybe another stone, but the Gemara explains, Chishis, And now... The reason it's a little bit difficult to understand is because all stones are muxa. The we were still makal, right? So what's this, what, why is it worse if it's also muxa for a different reason? Meaning a regular stone is muxa because it has no purpose. And still the Rabbana are makal that you're allowed to use it because you're allowed to, you need to wipe yourself on chavez, so The Rabbana made a leniency. But what's the ish, bigger issue here? That this is not an ordinary stone. This is a stone that's designated for crushing spices. So that form of muxa, maybe the rabbis didn't waive. It's a little bit difficult to understand what's the difference. Muxa is muxa. But it sounds like from the Gemara... That this stone that's used to crush spices would have been a new issue. And Rav is saying, It's only if there's a, a, like a witness on it. What does it mean there's a witness on it? there's something on the stone that shows that it was once used for wiping. Meaning there's still some trace of excrement there that shows that it once been used for wiping. So, so, so obviously no one's going to use it anymore with, this, with the spices. So now it's treated like a regular stone and you can use it. So if it's actually never been used for wiping and it's just a regular one for the, that's used for crushing spices, you're not allowed to use it. But if there's an indication on the stone itself that it's been used and you wipe before, then you're allowed to use it. So the bottom line is, and this is where the is going to move on a tangent, is that it seems like we're okay with a person wiping with a stone that has already been wiped because that's he, that already been used for wiping because that's the whole point here. The only reason it's mutter to use this particular stone as crushing spices is because it had once been used and there's actually, you know, like some witness some indication on the stone for that. So the says, maceve, you're not supposed to wipe yourself with a previously used stone." It says in a "Ve'ilu Sardz Rami Person gets hemorrhoids from such a thing. What are the ten things that bring hemorrhoids? It's not good for your diet. the leaves from grapevines. the shoots in the grapevines. Different parts of the animal that don't have that don't have salt. So it sounds like it's like the, the 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 it's like the pieces that aren't smooth. So for example, like Rashi says, like the tongue is like that. It's got like pieces on the top of it. So it's not a smooth piece of meat. So if you eat it without salt, <inaudible> the back of a fish, <inaudible> salt of fish that wasn't totally cooked, <inaudible> someone who drinks uh, some of the sediment from wine, <inaudible> someone who wipes himself with a lime or with a piece of pottery, <inaudible> or if you use the same pebble that was already used by your friend, <inaudible> someone who squats, in a uh, bathroom. So here we see that you shouldn't wipe yourself with a stone that was used by your friends. So why are we saying we're recommending using the stone that was, um, has indication that it was once used? If it was once used, it shouldn't be something that's healthy. It should be very dangerous. You should stay away from using that stone again. So the more answer is low-cost, it's not a difficult... That price is talking about where it's still moist. Habiyavish, she's just talking about where it's dried out. If it's still moist, that's where it brings about hemorrhoids. It's very dangerous, but a dry one is not so bad and uh, it's not a problem. And that's where if was ruling that it's not mukzon. it's totally fine. If <laughs> you <laughs> she's is talking about it was only used on one side, so you could use it for the other side. Khan, but the price is talking about hemorrhoids, which is something is used on both sides and that's what's going to bring hemorrhoids. If you buy a or if you want, you could say, Ha-di-deh, is talking about the, your own stone. One that you used. you could use again. That doesn't bring hemorrhoids. otherwise, it's talking about it. it was used by his friend. So then wiping with the stone that his friend had used, that would bring hemorrhoids. Ambalayabay the Rev. Yosef, Yardu-alegu-shamim, let's say it rained on the stone, and now the, the the traces that were of excrement that were there got got all messed up. Mao, could you use it? Does it lose its status? as the wiping stone. Because again, we're talking about the stone that's specifically for spices. And for some reason, that type of muxa the rabbanam weren't mako with. And we're only mako if there's an indication on the stone itself that it's still a wiping stone. And the indication is some excrement. So what if it, um, the, the everything was smeared because it rained on the stone? So amaleh, my shuman As long as there's some something that's still discernible there, mutter, that's mutter. Because you can tell, as long as you can tell, um, it's mutter. And the idea is because, is it going to be gross to use it for a, for a spice? So if there's some indication on it that it was once wiped with, no one's going to use it again for their spices. But if there was nothing, no trace whatsoever, then a person might not be so repulsed and they might, might, they might come to use it again for the spices, then it would be totally muxa. So it really just depends on whether or not it's totally, um, it's totally clean from what it was before, then it would be revert to being totally muxa. But if there's still, it's still discernible that uh, it had been used for wiping, then it, you could use it again because it's going to be repulsive to use for the spices. Continues the Gemara. What's the halacha? Can you carry up all the stones with you to the roof? What's the shaila? We know you're a lot of moose stones and we're not because I covered up rios. But what about carrying you to the roof? Rashi explains. Because it's a lot of terechah to carry up to the roof. It's like a lot of extra thing. So since it's a lot of extra things... Uh, that's a big, you know, a big terichal. So, are we so lenient? So, Abel Erechrist said, Godel Kavadabriyos. Kavadabriyos is so great. Shudokha's Loshibatar could even be Docha'a Losaseh. Since you could even be Docha'a Losaseh in the Torah, so therefore, we can be lenient, even if there's a great terichal, we can be lenient. That's a great principle. Godel Kavadabriyos, Docha'a Losaseh, Batar. Elsewhere, the Gemara says that this losase is only the lava of Losaseh, which means to listen to the rabbis. The, um, that might be an important point. It doesn't mean, you know, a total Daraisah. But Akopanamid, an Isra Drabbanon like Moksah, is certainly waved away. Because of Kavadabriyas, and therefore the Gemara is saying that you'd be allowed even to carry it up to the roof. Yasa, he was saying over the Sugyo, it says in the brass or bluzer, Omar, not top, and kiss Michel, a person can take a splinter of wood from the ground, in order to pick his teeth. So we're talking about its mukza. And um, and it wasn't prepared for Shabbos to be a toothpick, where Blazzar still says that you're allowed to to take this piece of wood to remove food from, from your teeth. You're not allowed to It's muksah the say you're not allowed to do it unless it was prepared for the animals. Prepared for the animals, not muksa, then you can use it for a toothpick. But otherwise it's considered muksa. So we see according to the Chachamim, even though it's, it's covered up rios, right? You have food stuck between your teeth, so it's covered up rios, not to remove the food. The Chachamim are still saying you can't move muksa. So why are we saying that you could carry up the stones to the roof? Because because of covada brios. Here we see that we're not so lenient with moksha, even though it's covered up riyos, to remove the food. So the mort says awesome in the case of the toothpick that you want to use. Everybody has a specific place where they eat. So you should have just prepared toothpicks there before. So they're and say, hey, you were lazy, so you didn't get to it, get to it before yantif so we're not gonna be lenient and allow you to do it now. Take care of it before Yantif. But Haha, when it's a case of moving stones. On Shabbos or Yantep for the bathroom. Also in the person have a specific place who always goes to the bathroom, you don't know exactly where it's going to happen. So you can't prepare your stones always in the same place. So therefore, the or Ramaykel, and they said that you can move stones in all cases, Now we learn a new Ahad. Ahad, Chachamah, near It's Asr, Liphanos, to relieve oneself in a southern ear. A southern ear is a field that just was plowed. So the Gemara is talking about a field that was plowed, it's already for planting, you cannot um defecate there so says, my time it was the reason either him it's because damn you know you're not a lot of you you're 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 stepping on the field and um and it might be somebody else's, and it's also because you can't, you know, you can't, uh, if it's freshly plowed, then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna ruin it by stepping on it, right? It's, it's, like, a, it's like a Choshe Mishpat type of halacha. You can't do such a thing. It's not fair. He just plowed, and you step on his field, and you, you ruin up the dirt. If that can't be, the then, you know, during the week also. It's nothing to do with the laws of Shabbos. And maybe it's because there's going to be grasses, and the grasses that the Gemara are talking about are on the stones. And, and the idea is that the, 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 it's, it's a grass that's growing from the ground. There's always this moisture around like a plowed field. There's always a lot of moisture. So what can happen is you can have like moss that grows on the stones and they are, they're not necessarily, they don't have roots, they grow on the, on the stones themselves. So if a person would, would take them on Shabbos and uproot these grasses, that would actually detach the grasses, that would be a problem. That's considered like tolish on Shabbos. That's a bit chiddish because it's, like um, it's, not, it's not rooted in the ground. But since it's growing on the rock, that's a form of Tolish. We'll learn more about Tolish later on in the Masakhta. But removing something from its place of growth is, is considered tolish on Chava. So maybe you're gonna take this rock that has the moss growing on it, because it's a super moist field because it was just freshly plowed. You're gonna to go to wipe, you're gonna uproot the grass. When you uproot the grass, you're doing the malach on chava. So maybe that's the reason you can't do it. But says the Gemara of Amar Shlaksh, says you are, it's Rash His mom is talking about this case, a stone with moss on it. Muddala you're allowed to wipe with it, even though it may move off the grass. You're still allowed to. Why? The reason is because it's a Darvashayin in It's not like it's inevitable it's going to move off the grass. It's only a possibility and that's not what you're intending to. So therefore, Darvashayin in Moskavin is mutter. If you actually intentionally take off the grass, it's definitely wrong. We're I mean, saying it's merely Daraisa, but you're still allowed to do it because Darvashayin in is mutter. It's like dragging the bench and in, in, in Suffolk, maybe it will make the furrow. So we allow you to do that. So too here, we allow you to wipe with the stone. So if we allow you to, to wipe with the stone, it shouldn't be a problem. So why are we saying you can't deprecate in the freshly plowed field? So the Mars says Ella, rather, avuna says the what's the reason you can't um, go to the bathroom in the freshly plowed field. Maybe you're going to take this stone and after you're done with it, you're going to throw it into a hole. Right? The furrows, after the furrows, there's a lot of little holes. For filling the hole in the field. In a house, for leveling the ground, for building in the house. it's a Like plowing. The reason it's considered to be like plowing is because when you level the furrow, you're making it better for planting. When you make it better for planting, that's like plowing. <coughs> Very interesting. Plowing is anything that readies a field for Anything that readies a field for planting. So even though you're not doing an act of directly loosening the soil, which is usually the way we think of chorish, it's still considered to be an act of plowing because of the fact that you're readying the field for planting. So that's ultimately the Gemara's conclusion. That's the reason you can't defecate in the freshly plowed field on Shabbos because you might take the stone and throw it into this little hole that's in the furrows by Shabbos and it would be a form of plowing. Says the Gemara Kufa, we look at what Rish Lakers said. You have the stone, which the grass is growing on the stone. But you're allowed to wipe with it because even if it uproots grasses, if you intentionally do it, you're obligated to chatis omer You know what we learned from Rish Lakershapra That if you have a flower pot with a hole on the bottom, you can carry it around on Shabbos. And we don't say that you're detaching, you're doing a toleish to plant that's growing on it. Meaning. If you have a, a flower pot that's right on the ground, it's got a to the ground to the ground, so obviously it's, being, it's getting nourishment from the ground. So if I pick it up, I'm distancing it from the ground a little bit, right? So is that considered to be So We can see from here that it's not. Why? Where, how do we see it from here? Because so to here, this stone was right on the ground, so it was very close proximity to the ground. When you pick it up, you're distancing how far it's on the ground. So we're still saying it's not considered tollage to pick up the rock. What's the, 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 you're not allowed to you know intentionally take off the grass, that's for sure, because it's growing from the rock, but. Just elevating it from the from the ground is not a problem. What's the idea? Because it's still getting nourishment. So even though you're distancing it from the ground, that's not considered an act of tollage. So we're deducing from here that if I have this flower pot with the hole on it, you could carry it around on Chavez. That's not considered to be doing tollage to it because it still would be, um, be, would be growing even though it's, at, it's still getting some nourishment, although from a distance. So the Gemara doesn't like the comparison. we're only saying it over there because it was in need, right? It was in need because you need you need to wipe yourself. You have the stones, the Rabana were more lenient. You almost should what they say where there's no need. Maybe Madra and it's also, meaning this is obviously it's from Madra Meaning obviously you're right. Midar Raisa, as long as it still could get growth, draw nourishment, so it's not considered to be tollish. It's not considered to be uprooting from its place of growth. But perhaps Asmidra uh, creating a further distance from a place of growth is awesome. And we're just lenient here with the, uh, with the stone in the grass, we're just lenient because um, because of the need, the need to wipe oneself. So therefore, we don't necessarily have a proof. Now the Gemara tells us more about this. parpisa. this case, of this flower pot with the whole, And once it's in our hands, meaning we're discussing it, let's talk more about it. So let's talk about it. It's on the ground. And you put it on top of a peg. So now it's no longer touching the ground. Even though the Gemara says, it doesn't really mean. It, it only means a Durabanah. There's no way, because remember, if it's a Durabanah, we're not Mechavish up Kavadabriyah. So if we saw before that we're lenient for distancing something from the proximity of the ground, it must be that it's a Durabanah in the Durabanah or Mechavish or Kavadabriyah. So we're saying when Mechav means, we treat it as if it's a Tolish. If it's on top of the head, you put on the ground, you're liable for planting. Again, Midurabanah is treated as a form of planting by bringing it closer to where it draws the nourishment from the ground. Okay, continues the Gemarbiokan. Also, and again, even though it's Osmudan, the rabbis were lenient with this stone that had the moss on it because of Kavarabrios to wipe with it on Shabbos. You can't wipe oneself with a piece of pottery on Shabbos. My time, what is the reason? Ilamishakan, maybe because it's dangerous. You don't want to use this, right? The sharp edges can cut. It's really bad. Who knows what they're going to cut over there? It's dangerous. If that's the reason, you feel a then you're doing the week it should be also right. We only talking about Shabbos. maybe you're saying it's because of witchcraft. You all sorts of witchcraft. The shard that, 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 um, that a person wipes themselves with can do all sorts of harm and heebie-jeebie stuff. So maybe that's the reason. Well, again, that has nothing to do with Shabbos. So, I feel a b'chon You shouldn't be able to do it on, during the weekday. El mishama maybe it's because we're scared if you're going to cut the hair. It's because it's sharp. You're going to cut the hair. It's like, Gemara, that can't be a problem. It's unintentional. It's not inevitable. It's going to happen. And you're just trying to wipe yourself, not remove the hair. So even if it does happen, it's not a problem. So what's the reason? Why can't you specifically on Shabbos wipe yourself with a piece of pottery? So the Gumar answers, since a great man says <laughs> like <laughs> Time, we should explain it. And what's the reason? Rabbi Khan Vibhala Asser. You're right. During the during the week is for sure, Asar. What's the reason? We have no reason to be makel, and, and and it's 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 like witchcraft. We're cons- we are concerned for this witchcraft issue. So the khiddish what they're saying is that even on Shabbos, it's Asar Abba, Shabbos, Hovi, Gatara's clear Shabbat Dami, I would say it's actually even though there's a concern for witchcraft, but better to use the pottery on Shabbos because the pottery is not moksa. the pottery is a klee. So since a pottery is clee, better to, to run the risk on witchcraft but not violate muxa than to take a stone which you have to violate Muksa. so i would say the rabbis should actually encourage using the pottery on chavis even though there's a risk of uh witchcraft but it's better because of the laws of Muksa. if the rabbis are saying only use stones they have to override the muxa issue kamash says no 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 no, no. you got to stay away from witchcraft completely and even if it requires us using stones and the rabbis have to push away Muksa, so be it better to push away Muksa than to run the risk of witchcraft Says the Gemara Rava, Master Lamishma Sharz Rava taught that the reason for Rabbi Yochanan was because that you might come to take away hairs. So therefore, he had a question. He had a hard difficulty with Rabbi Yochanan. With Rabbi, Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan really holds that you can't use the Shard on Shabbos because you might cut off hairs. I guess we would have to conclude that Rabbi Yochanan holds that an unintended act is also awesome. Rabbi Yochanan tells us elsewhere that the Allah usually follows what it says in Islam Mission Time. It says in Islam Mission of Bayan Nazir, Nazir Chofim Fatich, that Nazir can rub his hair and uh, the single hairs of Losir, he can't comb them so obviously because the combing them is inevitably going to remove hairs but otherwise you're allowed to rub some hairs and disangle hairs that's not a problem what do we see? Dabashen Mitzkaven his mother so if Dabashen Mitzkaven his mother and the, the Bielchan should allow you to use the shard rather reason said that obviously when it's not because you might remove the hairs we're coming to say for sure during the week it's also because of witchcraft I would have said that even on Shabbos maybe we should prefer that you don't have to override Muxa Kamashmolan no stay away from witchcraft Mike Shaman Nalegmar wants to know what witchcraft are we talking about? There was once a story. on a boat. There was this noble woman who said to him, let me come on your boat." They didn't take her. She was upset. She cast this heebie-jeebie spell of witchcraft on them. And it stopped the boat. There was the spell on the boat, and it couldn't move. So the rabbanon said a special spell. It's unclear exactly what, the, what exactly they're saying. You know, the Rashi said there was a spell with the shame of Hashem. It's an unbelievable thing that you can do that. So they said the spell, and Shavua, the boat moves. So she said to my I can't get you rabbis. You're, you're, you know why you're impervious to the, my spells? Because you don't wipe with shards. You don't kill, um, you don't kill little bugs that are on your, on your clothing while it's on the clothing. You don't pull out vegetables from the bundle. That a gardener tied, that's evidently considered bad for witchcraft. You don't do that. So therefore, we see from here, just coincidentally, that uh, if a person wipes himself with the the shard, then you're going to be susceptible to witchcraft. So now we have like a, a good basis for what we said. Never use pottery, only use stones for wiping oneself.